All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Ain't no rules. There is no plan. No safety net. Yeah, baby. (laughs) The Three Nose Podcast. Oh, Peter Patter, let's get at her. Mine just doesn't have the same cachet. No, no, you're bringing the hard stuff, though. I know. It's uh, Dr. Pepper Zero. I'm a fan. I like it. Hi, welcome to Three Nose Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. Um, yeah, Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. It's taking the world by storm, I think. I I know a lot of people who are all freaking out over it. Well, they said the, the original diet, Dr. Pepper, was horrible. Horrible. There are a, a select few of us that did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and when they stopped carrying it in the six-pack that you can always get. Yep, yep. You know, they stopped doing the diet Dr. Pepper in that. That was that was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody somewhere in Dr. Pepper land probably went, yeah, this stuff ain't selling except for their little niche market in Chatham. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. We need to uh, change our our marketing scheme. Get Dylan Mulvaney on this. <laughs> Too political? That was, that was a little before Dylan Mulvaney's time, though. Well, <laughs> that was just a couple years before. Yeah. So. Like, Budweiser is still reeling, reeling yeah. over this. Yep. And they are trying to do damage control like nobody's business, and it ain't working. It's it's still weird. It's weird in both directions. Um, because I still don't understand the, the people on the other side buying the Bud Light to shoot it with their guns. I don't understand that logic. Well, I think... You're you're referring to like the Kid Rock thing. Yeah, he probably had that already. Still, you paid your money, right? Yeah. Well, that's just like anything when somebody has uh, some corporation does something so totally odiferous that the the protests come and everybody destroys the stuff and stuff like like. You've seen people do like I'll oh, yeah. burn my Nikes and like you've already but, bought and paid uh, for the them. Be- Beetle the Beetlemania and the after Helter Skelter they, yeah. they all the, they were burning their albums and yeah. stuff like yeah again you paid your money you, hey, they've got that money already yeah. you are just depriving yourself of yep so the stuff that you already have don't wreck it uh this, if you don't like that stuff don't buy it right. Simple. Exactly. That goes with anything. If you're not a fan of something, don't watch it. Yeah, don't support it. Yeah, right. Don't buy it. Don't watch it. Don't don't listen to it. Don't talk about but it. Exactly. That, I was just going to get to that. It, yeah. But if you're not watching it, don't talk about it. Right. Because you're going to say, oh, that, that X, whatever. It's like, they did this, and it hurt my feelings, and I don't like it. And somebody's going to hear like, oh, oh, okay, well... That doesn't sound that bad. Maybe I'm going to check it out. Or they're going to look at it because they think what it's so terrible. Why Why are you so fired up about this? Like, I, I kind of have to witness this train wreck myself. Mm-hmm. So that's, you're, you're not, just, just shut up. Just the, shut the fuck up. The biggest one that came, that came to mind for me is the uh, Last of Us, the third episode. Yeah. Nick Offerman episode. Yeah. And the people, well, they had a whole episode about a gay relationship, and they had an intimate scene, and it, it was it was like pornography. I'm like, did you watch it? No. Then shut up. Exactly, because <laughs> it was nowhere near pornography. No, I watched it, and admittedly, 
a homosexual relationship is not in my my no wheelhouse of things that i like but i know nick offerman Mm -hmm. and i wanted to see where this was going when when that when that guy come out of the woods the first time yep and then he was he was hitting on nick offerman I was like, this dude, to me, I'm going, this guy's doing whatever he can to survive. <laughs> That's what it looked like at That's first. That's what yeah. it felt like in- initially. Yeah. And then, it, okay, it may have been that. Maybe. But then it morphed mm-hmm. into an actual relationship. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. These are two people that have found each other. In like the most dire situations, yeah. and they're making the best of it as they no can. different from any other lifetime no. movie. No, no different. Nope. And like I said, they never would have met each other in if circumstances were any different. There's like them meeting or be astronomical trying to absolutely. But, but you have this extreme situation, mm-hmm. and then you have these extreme uh, more extreme situations it kind of pushes these two guys together yep and through all of this they develop the relationship that they had Mm -hmm. boy girl 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 man man whatever whatever doesn't it two people found each other they fell in love and they did the thing that couples do yes and it was it was no differently presented than any other romantic scene, any other romantic relationship no. we've seen on, on television for decades. No, like I said, it, like the only said difference that. was the fact that it was two men. That was it. But that shouldn't be a surprise because homosexual relationships have been on this planet for how long now? Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. We've we see them represented in television. We've just never seen them represented to that level right they've never that that's that next step yeah. that they were never willing to take in the mainstream well yeah there's there's the thing yeah because when you have like abc nbc cbs you're going to get the funny haha exactly uh modern family exactly the, uh, the, the, the i i don't want to say stereotype but stereo- a stereotype stereo- stereotype, it, stereotype it, does really kind of play yeah that would be your your prime time stereotypical gay relationship. Well, then again, that's what Modern Family was all about, the typical Modern Family. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Duh. But, but you didn't get to see the the intimacy right. on Modern Family. Yeah, a little did. bit of PDA, and that's usually about it. And yeah. that was so, it felt forced. Usually, yes. And it's just like, you're going like, I don't believe... I don't believe both these guys are gay. Sometimes. Sometimes it really does come that way. And that's where what happened with Offerman, that that relationship, this is the big point for me, and this goes with why these people don't get recognized like they should, because they genuinely made me believe that those two existed in those circumstances. They made me believe their love. Like... Well, it's a home run. Yeah, you look at um, uh, Nick Offerman's character from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. So you have a guy. Uh, what was his name again in the character? Uh, Ron. Ron Swanson. Ron, yeah. 
So I, I've know, never watched Park and, Parks and Rec. I've I only never, seen a bunch of clips. Yeah, I, I, I watched the clips of Ron Swanson stuff because it's so over the top. Hence the power of that character to break out when even when you haven't watched it, we are aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ron Swanson is his own living meme. Yeah. So, so you have Ron Swanson played by Nick Offerman. And when everybody sees Nick Offerman show up on something else, you're going, oh, he's going to play a derivative of Ron Swanson. Yep. Oh, boy, were you wrong on <laughs> this one? Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yep. And again, people were up in arms without having watched it. No. They just, no. just they heard the content. Yeah, but. And, and, and were offended without actually, to call it pornography without actually watching it. That was like the biggest one that really irked me. What, okay, what is one of the biggest problems with woke culture Oh, mis- misinformation. And- it, misinformation and being offended for somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. So you get a lot of that with oh, yeah. with that situation. Like, oh, I'm offended. Did you watch it? No. Well, how can you be offended? Well, I don't like the idea. Well, you got a shitty brain then. If you don't like the idea of people finding love, that that's that's a shining example of somebody with a bad bad brain yeah like who cares who who cares what somebody else who somebody else is falling in love with who cares who somebody else is sleeping with exactly the only time it should care is if it if it's your spouse that they're falling in love with right or a child <laughs> or a child yeah. yes so, somebody in your immediate family immediate family <laughs> then you have children. concerns right sure. yeah so like don't hurt other people that's the- <laughs> Yeah, the go-to the, the go-to of violence. It's not the answer. No, it's, no, it, it is an answer down the road, possibly. Right, right. It is never the first answer. Should not be the first. Should answer. not. That right. Should sorry. not That's be the better the wording. Answer. The better wording. So, the like, yes, I I have a T-shirt that says "Violence is golden." Why? Because violence is the golden rule. Mm-hmm. And that's that, like, yes, it's a little flippant in the idea because it kind of tends to fly in the face of air quote, normal civilized culture. Mm-hmm. But the problem that is when people don't get their way, what do they do? They call people that are capable and willing to commit violence in the name of somebody else. A lot of times. Yep. So violence is golden. Mm-hmm. And no matter what the answer is, if it comes down to violence, violence will always sol- give you an answer. Yeah. One way or the other. One yeah. way or the other, violence will solve it. So. You may not like the particular answer. <laughs> definitely. And um, so there's. It's. Okay. Talking about violence solving problems. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. It's not. If 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 you if you stick your head in the sand and you think, well, vinyl solves nothing, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. You're 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 just kidding yourself in the, that knowledge of like, oh, it doesn't solve anything. Wrong. You might not like the outcome. You are you could be negatively affected by that, that by that outcome. And then at that point in time, there's nothing you can do about it because you didn't choose to participate in the. The formulation of the answer. 
mm-hmm. or the conclusion that is going to happen. When all other answers fail, violence will always come. Yeah, back. yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. If you're not prepared for that, that's, that's your on you. That's you. Yeah. So like, you have to. You look at some of these these sanctuary cities in the states that they're talking about uh, defunding the police and stuff like this. There's one guy I watched it um, ran out, stabbed a bunch of people. No, no police around. Like he was just on a rampage, and after a while, the police finally did show up, brought him in, booked him, couldn't hold him out back on the street. Crazy, crazy. That's that's the the world we're living in. If you're not prepared to deal with that sudden burst of violence you're in trouble there now there are limits to that yeah and absolutely. after one of the 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 latest mass shootings down in i believe it was texas with yeah. the mall one right that was in texas yeah yes okay after that occurred that one of the top public uh politicians out there actually said in in a press conference or whatever that people need to start being prepared to kill everyone around them because everyone around them is probably preparing to kill them. Yeah. He's actually wants this wants them to live their lives this way. In a ham fisted way, he's telling people to be prepared. <laughs> but hey, that's way too far. Be prepared to kill everyone around you? Come on. Be wary of everyone be, around okay. you, maybe. DTA, motherfucker. DTA, 100% DTA. <laughs> but you have to, in a, in a situation, especially like an active shooter situation, and when it comes down to the point where it's either me or the shooter, I have to be prepared to go home any way possible. My goal is to get home. But is your first answer to kill the other person? I get like, if they're right there and the means, maybe because that might be the first best option yeah. in your situation. You're talking, we're talking a gunman here, right? The, but if it if it com- comes down, I'm cornered. There's there's no escape. I did not escape when this first started. Mm-hmm. But the first, this is the thing. the The first and best defense. Is the ability to run the fuck away? The, okay, that's where I was trying to get. Right. Okay. I, the, the the flee is it a flee first? Uh, if you're a flee first person, escape that okay as soon as possible. I think it's the people that go the other way, run towards Ten, the yes. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. now. Heroes aside, the 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 true police officers, the trained yeah. for those types of situations. Yeah. Soldiers. Sure. Yes. Yeah. If you're trained for that type of situation, yeah. Sure. But the average Joe... Yeah, no, the average Joe <laughs> is going to either be a statistic or just a, a blubbering mess on the floor. Billy Bob from Snake Turn down in Alabama is going to is going to charge in. Yeah, he's going to try and be the hero. <laughs> and he's going to get shot in the face eight times. So... Here, we'll only lose one tooth out of it. Well, you know, <laughs> we're, just, we're not judging. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I don't know. These stereotypes, man. Uh, to all our Arkansas uh, listeners there, I apologize. Man, so <laughs> or Alabama, whichever state I say. I apologize to both of them. You just keep digging that hole. I know. Just digging that hole deeper and deeper. No. Digging up them holes. Flee. 
yep. hide, yes, defend. Mm-hmm. That's that's what you do. If if you're on, if you hear gunshots half a block away, run the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, run the other. Get the fuck out of there. Pop, pop, pop. What's that? Yeah. That, oh, is that the sound hey, for me to leave? Sometimes yeah. when I'm outside, like when I walk, take the dog out at night and stuff, I'll hear noises that I don't. They, they sound like could be gunshots. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what they are off in the distance, but I'm like, oh, that sounded kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> Come on, dog. We're heading home. No, but that's that's the thing. You have to be situationally aware enough to like. Oh, something like it doesn't even have to be a shoot, uh, like a shooter. It could be a fight. Like you have a bunch of people in a mall. We'll call it a gang fight for lack of a better. Just a brawl. A brawl. So you have a brawl erupt in the food court. Sale at JCPenney's again. Motherfuckers. Get out of there. Yeah, (laughs) Go to JCPenney. Don't go to the food court. So that's the thing. Flee. If you can't flee, hide. Find a place to hide. Find cover. Find concealment. Mm-hmm. Hide. Don't make yourself a visible target. Exactly. If you can't do any of the first two, be prepared to defend your life all the way. Yep. All the way. Don't, try Go down swinging as right. best you can. Yeah. Make That's, sure. That, I want to hope that in that situation, that would be me. I honestly don't know. <laughs> See, that's like that's not a question I want to answer. But if you've never had like even a small amount of self defense training, you're going to get yourself killed. If you if you like, I'm going to defend myself, and you don't know. Oh, yeah. What, even the like how to throw a proper punch and stuff like this, you're getting shot. You're getting stabbed. Yep. So your best bet <clears throat> when it comes to defense, swarm tactics. If you're if you have a bunch of people with you, like even two other people, and it comes down to it, the guy is coming towards you. You look at the other guys and you go like, "I'm going for the legs." You go for the arms. You go for the head. Don't. Yeah. Don't. All... Don't. Don't like. Don't. Don't cross the streams and like go for other. Like, give yourself. Whoever's going for the legs, grab the legs. Take the dudes down. Whoever's got the arms, control. The weapon or his arms. If like if you hear him reloading, that would be the perfect time to get him. And whoever's got the duty with the head, just keep fucking hitting it until go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> yep. And that's that's don't the, stop to check. Just no, keep swinging. Just keep swinging until the cops pull you off. <laughs> that's your best bet. Yeah. So you don't want who you don't want that guy to get back up. Absolutely not. You want to make sure he stays down. Mm-hmm. And stays down. Yep. So <laughs> because you know what he has, you it's what you don't what he, you don't know what he has in his pocket. Right. Yeah. So. You you think you know what he has. Yep. He's giving you one one glimpse of what he has. You don't know like you said decades of action movies and shit, you know, they they could have a grenade. They you know, you never know. Don't not even a grenade. Even the smallest of knives oh, yeah, will yeah fucking kill you yep so that's there's 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 no there's no excuse really in my opinion no excuse to have even the smallest amount of self-defense training to go to walk around and say well the police will save me 
What are the what are the uh, the response times to police? Yeah, I have no idea. Right. There's never one around when I see shit and see anything sketchy going on. Right. So, and I don't know. Who are you, are you going to stand around and wait for the? You can't do that. The police are no, coming. No, this is the era of I'm going to pull up my phone and video it. Right. Right. And get shot in the face mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're standing around. You could be calling nine one one, but no, you're recording. Well, you said you, you guaranteed somebody is going to be calling nine one one. But even in in this town, I would hazard a guess the response times can be measured in minutes, maybe tens of minutes, especially like where you're at in this county. Mm-hmm. So there's only so many police officers on duty at one time, and they could be out. Dealing with stuff on the other side of the county. Exactly. But even if they're in town, even if they're on like the north side and you're on the south side, that's yeah. still 10 plus minutes yeah. usually to get oh, across. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're not a big city, but a big enough in, the, in those situations, yeah. you know, and chat, I mean, what it used to be. No, no, we were talking about this at work the other day and we're, we're talking about how uh, our homeless situation is getting much, much worse. Mm-hmm. And that has to do with Windsor, London, Surrey, and all those other ones pushing everybody out. Oh, well, they bust them down from Toronto at one point last yeah. a year or so ago. Yeah. So we're we're getting our, our big city problems and our small town mentality. Yep. And those things just ain't meshing. No. And so that's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 everywhere. Yep. Like, you can see them hiding under the edge of the bridge yep, yep. and you know the, by the Sears mall yep. like it's yeah it's it's sad um i'm 49 years old lived in chatham my entire life and i honestly don't remember ever hearing the words a man was shot on king street yeah yeah this is a pretty new situation yeah just um, somebody was shot over an argument at a bar in on King Street in Chatham. Yep. Like fuck. Yep. Well, he said you you had your eyes opened up when you first met Tobin. Well, yeah, there all that that did just like okay, there <laughs> there's yeah, there's yeah. more problems here my, than... my, I, so my blinders my blinders weren't f- fully taken off, but they were definitely like stretched out oh, a yeah. lot o- wider. opened up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, we have we have those problems. And Said so the Chatham police, for good or ill, are doing a uh, doing what they can to keep a cap on all that stuff. We don't see half to three quarters of the problems that those guys see. I I'm just because I know a little bit more, and I you know I the, the world it's, you can't ignore it all. I don't know if that's a good thing that I don't entirely know what's going around. The only stuff I see is when I check the blotter on. Blackburn News, yeah, and it, that's all like a man was arrested on warrant or a break and enter, or, or there's not, none of the yeah. the really bad ones. Well, again, a lot of it is centered around drugs, and the drug trade is what fuels a lot of this. So, the the guys getting shot usually has something to do with drugs. The homeless situation has got a lot to do with uh, the people's addictions to certain <laughs> drugs. And a lot of the crime is from the people trying to buy their drugs for to fuel to feed their addictions. Mm-hmm. So, if 
there there was a um oh i can't remember where it was but there was a pilot project i think in texas someplace in one of the cities there's a a, a huge influx of homelessness problems with uh tent cities popping up and crime like petty theft and stuff like that was creeping up so instead of targeting the crime air quote crime they started to treat the drug addiction of these people and it all cleared up so how did they do that they 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 would arrest them like for one of the, whatever the crimes and they would say you're going to mandatory drug rehab Instead of jail. Okay. And they would cure, I, uh, best cure like a drug addiction. And as the success rates of the, the rehabilitation went up, the crime went down. There's less people looking to commit crime to do, to buy, to do crime to buy drugs. Because they've possibly cleaned themselves up in our productive members of right. society again right so the way the system's supposed to work exactly <laughs> exactly so there there is instead of well um justin trudeau opened up that clinic in vancouver where you can get hard drugs yeah as part of his 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 idea would be if well if they can buy hard drugs from a government facility, they won't need to commit crime to get the the illicit drugs, and everybody's going like, are you fucking listening to yourself right now? It's only lot the logical evolution of of Trudeau. Yeah, he got voted in initially because he was going to legalize weed. Yeah, and now he's in trouble for re-election, so I'm going to legalize everything, yeah. and that'll get all the dirtbag votes. Yeah. So here's the problem with that dispensary. How people many times are, has it been robbed? No, it hasn't been robbed. No? But people are going in, buying the the cheap, hard drugs, turning around, going out on the street, and selling it for massive profit. <laughs> they just increased distribution. Absolutely. No, they, they, oh, so the guys that are buying it, they're getting pure, pure stuff, like pure, pure Coke, pure, like whatever. It's the ticket resellers. It is. It's ticket resellers. It's absolutely. They're, they're drug scalpers. 100% they're drug oh, scalpers. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't hear that part. And I like, I read this and I'm just like, well, of course. <laughs> wow. Well, of course. And I'm just like. I know I, a lot I, of the old school, uh, you know, potheads that grow their own and all that. They got yeah. pissed when it got legalized because they can't compete with some of the prices no. anymore. No, like, sure, like some of the some of the the potheads that I talked to at work are going, yeah, the government stuff's pretty weak. I still go and get the, uh, I still got a guy who grows the good stuff. I was like, cool, okay. Yep. So. That just means his tolerance is way too high. Right, right. And he said, you've been doing weed way too long. And he's, now you you got to step up your game a little bit. Are his eyes green? They used to be blue. Uh, I'm going to say maybe. So, But it was, it's just that, that fucking bullshit of 
We're here to help everybody get your cocaine so you don't have to rob somebody. Well, if the dude was robbing... like a tourist trap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So but in Vancouver, come get a bump. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, my God. It'll so, be in a gift bag at the airport. <laughs> welcome to Canada. Here's a bottle of maple syrup and a bump of Coke. Enjoy your and, stay. And a joint. And a you joint. You know, one for go take you up, one uh, to bring you down. <laughs> This fucking hurts my head, man. <laughs> what the fuck well, is wrong? All right, let's 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 shift gears here just oh. uh, just slightly. Um, so you know, uh, something uh, pretty awesome, air quote, happened to me earlier this week. Well, not to me specifically. My, my dad had a mild stroke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, well. That there's a surprise that just keeps on giving, right? Yeah, um, they're pretty sure. Apparently, he was very low in magnesium, and that co- might have caused it. Really? That's what they. That's what they're suspecting. Low magnesium. Yes. Luckily, I just bought a whole bunch. So, so. my 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 vitamin supplementation has actually uh, gone through the roof lately. Crystal has started picking up on a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm slowly following my doctor's stuff a little more. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm only at two pills a day right now. What? I'm only at two. I know. Fuck. But hey, I'm I'm only 49. You know, I got to get around that corner. I'm not. I'm not on doctor prescribed medication. Uh, in as much as I'm uh, more of a vitamin like a natural supplementation like uh even like when when COVID, even before covid started they're talking like a lot of people that are getting covid are uh vitamin d deficient so i i from listening to rogan and other podcast doctors and stuff like this there's like uh people are chronically vitamin d deficient so i would i had even before that had started COVID had started, I had already been supplementing like vitamin D and I would be taking like the, the, the recommendation of what was on the bottle. Okay. Like it would be like for like the international units, like two of them, maybe like a thousand IUs a day or okay. something like that. And then listening to a couple of the doctors are going, Oh no, no, that's not nearly enough. So you need to be taking somewhere between 8,000 and 10,000 IUs a day of vitamin D. I was like, whoa. That, what? that doesn't sound right. But that, that sounds like massive horse pills or something. No, they're, they're just tiny little gel, gel caps. Okay. And each one is uh, like 1,000 milligrams. Jeez. But it's, still, you gotta, they want you to take eight of those? Upwards of 10. I take 10 a day. Wow. I take ten thousand IUs. Of they don't, vitamin. and but they don't have any sort of nope. side effect. No, nope. it's right, a natural vitamin. I'm on B12, and I know they're affecting me in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Oh, how much do you take in a day? Uh, it's a twelve hundred. Okay. So, well, that that's just a vitamin or uh, an energy. I know, but it, it's the only thing that's changed. That that has since I've been having this effect that I'm having, I'm what? not getting into details because it's toilet shit. <laughs> well, that's just your body recalibrating. It's like you're finally giving it something that's good. Still, it's the B12, but it's not what I'm used to, and it's making me feel. Yeah, because you, I'm you, having feelings down below. Well, you you just started something new, right? Yeah, that, sticking to it. Yes, right. I, I've been trying. I was supposed to be taking it for about. Five months, eh. and I've been—I was doing it on and off. Yeah, but I've been 
regular daily for about a week and a half now. So, and that's your body going like, "Oh, we're we're trying something new here," <laughs> yep. and it's just reacting and readjusting. Yep, just not so, used to it. No, it like it'll be fine. I I know that. Yeah, uh, yeah like it's not. It's not, not like it. It's not something you need to be worried about, like a, like an overdose. You're not going to overdose oh, on 1,200 no, milligrams of... I just remember hearing, I, I can't remember what it was, but somebody was taking certain vitamins and they took way too much. Yeah. And it did affect them. Like, they almost had started having an allergic reaction. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen people take that uh, colloidal silver stuff. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. They've taken way too much of it like way way too much of it and it turned their skin silver uh, are they just trying to protect themselves from werewolves i don't know but they wanted to sparkle like edward maybe but it was like it was like It'll even do the it. doctors are going like what did you do <laughs> that kind of thing it's a silver surfer yeah yeah <laughs> trying trying but like i take a Magnesium, zinc, calcium supplement daily. Uh, Omega three fatty uh, uh, or omega three fatty acids. Fatty acids. Uh, I take one of those big cap. I've seen those. Yeah, take one of those daily, and then I'm on a thing called uh, Carbolin nineteen. I take four of those daily. You ever seen Grandma's Boy? Yep. Remember the one that had the all the pills in the oh, smiley yeah. face? That's her breakfast. Yep. <laughs> Is that you? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. I, I said I, I between between the the vitamin D and the other uh, minerals. That's all I take, and it got me through COVID yeah. unscathed, yeah. unscathed. Mm-hmm. Not like through there was like there was no social distancing. I. Whatever. But as soon as I stopped taking that stuff, that's when I got sick. Yeah. Yeah. So anecdotally for me, as soon as I let my defenses down, that's when it came in and laid me low. There's, so there's something to all that, that hooey, huh? I think. <laughs> I think anecdotally, like when I, when I look at what it does for me, I, I have to say, this combination of things that I am taking protects me and keeps me moving. I've been that way more recently um, in the opposite direction, though, with certain foods and how they affect me. Yeah. So that there are, like, some of my favorite foods I have to start cutting back. I can't have as much. Or, I like, spice, I got I to gotta start take, cutting back on spice. Really? It's starting to hurt me. Oh. Yeah. Is it in conjunction with I, now? Yeah, that that's before the B twelve. So I don't know if the B twelve is going to help balance that out. I, I haven't had that experiment yet. Maybe so, give but, it time. Give it. You know, give it everything. This, this is sound just sounds so riveting. I'm sure our, our vitamins. Well, okay. Our listening audience, for the most part, are dudes our age. Yeah. So if right. if we are thinking about it and talking about it. I would hazard a guess people that listen to this are within plus or minus 10 sure. years. And they're either like coming into this or well into it. And they're going like, fuck, yeah, catch on, boys. Welcome. And so, <laughs> but it is, it is. Um, uh, let me just cycle it back. <laughs> My dad, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back to your dad and in a stroke. Yes. A stroke. <laughs> um, uh, but he has been recovering really well. Good. Um, he was showing early recovery. Like, like they were very happy with his results in the hospital and yeah. whatnot. Um, so, but the story, once he told me of his day. <laughs> oh, no. No. How, and how it could have ended so much worse. He had taken a drive out to McKay's Corners okay. to get some Roundup, some, you know, the farmer grade Roundup. Yeah, the good stuff. Yeah, the good stuff. Started feeling crappy while he was there. Okay. Goes from there out to Erie Beach to a friend's cottage out there. Could it, could he have attested that to the chemicals in the air? Of no. The- no, no, no. He was feeling it before he even got there. Got to McKay's Corners? Yes. Oh. He was starting to feel it. Okay. He was feeling really, really lousy, like really bad, the whole drive out to the cottage. Okay. He gets out there. He gets out of the car. His friend Barb sees him and immediately calls the ambulance. Oh, shit. So his... The- he was having the stroke and driving. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and driving from McKay's Corners to Erie Beach. is not a short drive. No. That's a good 20 minutes plus. Yeah. Easy. Oh, man, that could have ended real bad. <laughs> so the fact that he is still with us at all is and, is and, truly miraculous. And nobody else got hurt. And nobody else got hurt. Yes. Wow. Now, in fact, during his recovery, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be slow, but he's showing good signs. Like, Well, the alternative is mm-hmm. real bad. So, But he can't. Sit, sit on his hands. He can't just sit and rest. Huh. But he's not supposed to either. No, coming off a stroke, you're supposed out. to. So, yeah. but they they already had it lined up for my brother in law to come and uh, scrape and and, gra- and gravel the the driveway and everything. Yeah, they want my my dad wanted me there to help, so that's where I was most of the most of yesterday afternoon. And I mowed their lawn. My dad was trying to mow the lawn when I got there. <laughs> Old man, what the fuck? <laughs> And the lawnmower, he he broke the lawnmower just before I took over. <laughs> he broke the clutch, so the blade wasn't spinning properly. Uh. So he had to get his, uh, our, our, he had to take the lawnmower down to his mechanic friend to fix it. Like, <laughs> but he kept trying to do all this. It's like, stop, old, sit the, the fuck down, fucking boomers. Pick up twigs. There you go. There's your job. Pick up twigs at the back. I'm fine. I can still operate 100% like I was 19 years old. Old man, that was 70 years ago. I'm sure I've told this story way back in the day, but uh, my dad used to play Maple City Slow Pitch for as long as I could remember. Like from growing up all through until um, 15 years ago-ish, I was working at ET Gators Bar and Grill. They had just opened. My dad was playing on their sponsored softball team. First game of the season. And my dad was a self-employed contractor at that point. Okay. Um, first game of the season, he's running to catch a fly ball, hits a divot in the ground, dislocates his shoulder. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. Doctor says no baseball for a month, no or no work for a month, no baseball for two months, or something like that. Good luck with that. Back to work in a week. Baseball in two. Ah, the boy. The doc said one and two. Yep. He's got a bad hip. Like, my dad's a broken man. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's just survived a stroke. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. Your dad and cockroaches. 
maybe <laughs> maybe um that so yeah that's how my week started that's not bad that's not a bad start to the week and then it had a nice swing up oh yeah friday night friday night friday night we got the, the band back together. Yeah, yeah, we did. For night one of a two-night D&D extravaganza for me and oh, you. And me, yeah. yeah. And Brent. And Brent. <laughs> um, so Friday night was my game, the return to Ace Cross. Yep. And you finally found Saul's Vault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after, finding, uh, after fighting off some Yetis. And an abominable snowman. And an abominable Yeti, yep. And uh, I like I like the fact that I ditched the digital dice and went back to my analog blood splattered <laughs> dice. Fucking blood splatter die, dude. Oh. Those those things come in clutch. You, you come need, in clutch. You need to roll that a hundred times in a row. Mark your and, and yeah. check the average to see if it is rolling pro if it is properly weighted. But I've had oppor- like I've had times when those things have let me down in the worst bad okay possible way. They're not nearly as bad as my heavy metal dice. Those things just go to hell. They just they go. I tried them at Taz's place. Yeah. Nope. No. Nothing. <laughs> then right back to jail with you. So. My uh, my both my metal sets, both my solid ones and my hollow ones, both roll really nice. Yeah. Yes, and I have checked them both. I've rolled each of them fifty times. Uh, All of them in I, the sets. I might have to <laughs> might have to do that because. I don't think I. Okay, last night's experience with me rolling my two hit rolls really throws that into question. <laughs> three in a three row. Three natural twenties in a row. Take that, Travis Willingham. That's see, and then I did the research. It's like one in eight thousand that that probability happens <laughs> one in eight thousand and as soon as you looked at me and said i just did it again i, I told you to go buy a lottery ticket just, <laughs> i like the first one. Oh, that's cool sweet yeah and then the next the next one i was like for oh okay that like this is really weird and then when i threw that third i was like no no fucking no fucking way <laughs> And then I show I showed you, yep. The, the like, yeah. You you he lifted your tray so carefully, yeah. <laughs> and then from then on, I rolled it on the top of the table. <laughs> yep. But even then, even then, I was having really solid rolls. Yeah, yeah. And I said those blood spider dice, man. They, uh, yeah. Um, on the Friday night game, you you have the uh, the champion fighters yep. and the crits on nineteen. Yeah. Which I know you did at least once. Yes, at least once. At least uh, once in that in that session. Yeah, might have got two. <laughs> you and Taz in that one. Your character is a totally you know, a killing competition. Well, you're trying to one up one upsmanship all the time. It, it, I really had not planned to do that <laughs> at all, but when when Taz's character decided to dig out. The, the the moving feet under the pile the of rubble. zombie. And I'm going like, what the fuck do you think is it, that? It was, it, it could no more look like a fucking Looney Tunes thing. Right. Like, and, and that was the it, thing. It's I'm under not, rubble. Bubble, and it's under, still wiggling. Yeah. I'm just here, like, and I think, I, I said, I was like, I'm just here to watch you die. 
<laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? I said, when you dig out whatever that is, you're going to die because it's going to jump up and kill you. No, it's not. He's going to be thankful that I rescued him. He's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny. And then, yeah, you jump it up on that table. and Oh, God. It's just. We would have, I, I had, should have followed one thing, though. Um, you would have had to have been, like, kind of on your knees sliding on the table. Yeah. The, the ceiling, you would have bounced. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but, but you could have, like, slid in. and Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it was still going to work. Yeah, I'm not, like, running eight-foot Goliath knows <laughs> how to get through that. So it would, you would have have to take an, a, a little grain of salt about how yeah. that played and out. And so, we did. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm having fun with that one. I hope you guys are having fun with it. I had a great time. The uh, You know, you still got a little bit more salt vault. And then... Yep. Uh, once we complete that, we're now into my my homebrew aspect of the campaign. Nice. So nice. Um, yeah, I've got a one detail that I'm struggling with. I'm still not sure how to handle, but I'll get there. Okay. What is it? Not, yeah. What? Am I going to play with information? Oh, you're worried about me metagaming with what was all going around that table last night? Yeah, I gotta. I I definitely need to uh, have a little more. Oh, hand, I was. Hand. Frustrated as fuck last I, night. I noticed. Um, yeah, I I definitely need to step up on the actual con- DM control a little yeah. more. Yes, yeah. yes. For that, I apologize. I could see tell the frustration. I was trying to push things as best yeah. I could. No, like it was just like uh, I think it was the the one game before. Um, Carter said something to me. Well, you sh- you should do this. I said, well, I can't now because you just told me yeah. to do that. Oh, said, yeah, that's metagaming. And a lot of these, I don't know. I don't think, I know Carney might not have an idea, like a big grasp of metagaming because he's new. Yak the same way. They're yes. just talking. Like you, Yes. But Brent knows. Yes. Brent, of all the people sitting at that table, knows table talk is verboten and he just nonstop nonstop and yeah. carter carter gets in there too and is just like hey you two shut up it definitely you know i i actually had the ambient music but with all the crosstalk right getting lost yeah except when those damn crows came in those damn crows. <laughs> or the wolves the, the wolves. wolves came in hot and i was <laughs> sitting right there I was like holy yeah. Um, so yeah. No, yeah. So now we're talking about the Saturday night game, which yeah, the, is the first session of the legendary Straw. Curse of Strahd, yeah. uh, a, a horror setting. Yeah. Um, and somebody has made a playlist for every segment of Curse of Strahd, and it works. I like it. I like that idea. They like, said that it adds to the immersion of the entire game. I've uh, I did have you guys start at level three. Mm-hmm. Um, you're currently running through a pre adventure, which would be a one to three build pre adventure. Um, yeah, to set the tone, and everything. Yep. I decided to just start you there and just get you to work it, just to get a feel for the environment. Yep. Um, and and <laughs> it provides the first few clues of the the situation that you're in. What? This is the whole idea of the wolves. They're supposed to be level one. And we would have been afraid of the wolves yes. at that point in time. It was supposed to be the sheer numbers were supposed to have you turn back to the road. We were 
I know. Level threes. That's why I upped the, I actually doubled the amount that was supposed to be up there and then brought in the ogre just, right. just to just get to, going, guys. Put the put the exclamation point on it. <laughs> yes. But still. I know. That's uh, where we're like, planning on my part. All yeah, right? <laughs> like you forgot who was sitting at that table. Oh. No, I forgot the golden rule of any table. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what your players are really <laughs> right. gonna do. Yeah. The, and well, it can it can end fantastically or just go the so dm's like oh god yeah. what was it like, like with it this wasn't supposed to be an the, encounter the dave peach in the 14 level yes. building just all up in flames with one bomb yep yep <laughs> yep like the the simplest solution to the hardest problem is usually the best outcome so <laughs> but you got through it got into the the village Saw two young children crying on the street. Yep, and my the the paladin in me had to go over and correct this. Children injustice. in trouble. Children in top in trouble. It's always the way. <laughs> There's a monster in the basement, and yep. the baby brothers in there somewhere. Yep, and the paladin just like oh what what <laughs> yeah you and and yak. Well, no, okay, Yak took off because he saw me running, and he's going like, well, wherever he's going, I I have to try and keep up with the kill count on that. <laughs> Why? Both games, you get people wanting to compete with you. I didn't start. <laughs> I, I didn't start. That. Not this one. Not, not this, this one. one. The, no. The Friday night one, yeah, that was totally my fault. <laughs> rushing. Rushing, rushing in, hip-checking Taz out of the way to get those kills, those final kills. Um, Twice, uh, no. Oh no! It was last night <laughs> when Yak and Carter, I think, were rock paper scissoring to see who was going to kick yes. open the door, and yes. you just jump right between them. Yep. <laughs> Guys, it takes you fucking long. Bam! <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least, at least, I was successful in kicking that door open. It would have been way more embarrassing <laughs> if I had failed that oh, that yeah. role. Yes, um, I would have definitely. I, I'm I'm just I've decided that nat ones, particularly on ability checks, should have a little flair to them. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be watching for that. Not attack rolls. That just that just becomes too clunky. Yeah. In the situation, Takes too long. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but for like ability checks and whatnot, sure. Why yeah, not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you fall on your ass. You know. Right. Right. That kind of thing. You said slipped on the banana peel. <laughs> that makes it fun. Um. So you are halfway through. The, uh, the what is known as the death house. The death house. The death house. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yes. Yeah, we got to find the basement now. Yes. Where the monster is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You have theories as to what the monster may be. You think it's a baby. I think it's a baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, we ran into the the skeletons of the children. Mm-hmm. So they were the ghosts of the children that were that drew us into the building. Yes. We fought a ghost of the nursemaid. Yep. A animated suit of armor. Mm-hmm. That you thought. Oh, look, that I oh, thought. so cool. It, <laughs> hey, magic armor. Sweet. Bam, bam, bam. Half hit my hit points. <laughs> half my hit points. Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker, indeed. <laughs> it hit me for half of my hit points <laughs> on one shot. And I was like, ow. And, <laughs> and then was it. Carter Karate chopped an animated broom in half. I'm loving that in the tight, the, the, it's so different being in a tight quarters. Yes. You know, yes. so many games, you're in an open area. Yeah. 
no, we're working in tight quarters. Not everyone gets a turn. Nope. I've had to, you know, you know, flub with the initiative idea aspect. It's just to keep things moving because yep. there's no point in having everyone involved if half the people aren't even in the room yet. Right. Right. So, well, that almost seems like they can't take an action if they're not physically there. Right. Or, or within like a spells range kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do anything. What are you going to do? Well, you have to move into the engagement zone. Yeah. Before you can do anything. And, and you know, shooting around people and whatnot, disadvantage. You, yeah. You gotta, you know. That only makes sense. Unless it's magic missile and then that, yeah, that's, mag- a, that's mag- a different story altogether. Yeah, exactly. But like Brent's with uh, was his fire bolt. Yes. That fucking guy's a sniper. <laughs> He's been rolling well. And that's the he's using the digital die. I yep. see his rolls. Yep. And I was like, where were the fuck were those when I was ro- trying to roll digitally? He's got a hack. He's got, he's got a have, hack on his. He's got to have a hack because he does not miss. <laughs> he's been yeah. He's been pretty, pretty. He missed I think once. Yeah. He, that's <laughs> way way too consistent. Out of about five shots at least. Right. Yeah. And it's like he's like twenty three hit. Fuck off, Brent. Hey my. Yeah. my uh, <laughs> So I've decided that to use the black set of dice that you gave me for Christmas yeah, yeah. as my official DM dice. <laughs> it works out and well for that me. that D20, damn, it rolls low a lot. Yeah. Well, is that the, is that the set that you use for the Tarrasque fight? Yes. That explains a lot. Yes. That so. D20 just rolls low. I have not tested it. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. Maybe it's faulty. Might, yeah, it might be a bad balance. I'll give it a test. Yeah. I'll give that D20 a test. But I'll, it's been rolling well for the party, so. Yeah. I want to do the uh, the salt test, the salt water test. Yeah, I don't fully understand that one. So you just, just get a cup of water and just you fill it with salt and you stir it up until like it all the salt dissolves right and you can't obviously you can't do it with metal dice or or gem right. gem dice so right. you you just take take your die and you you drop it in the water and the the salt in the water causes it to float okay. and if you keep dunking it if it's balanced a different number should come up if it's imbalanced somewhere it'll the same the same number or whatever yeah like it'll... in in the vicinity of that number it will come bobbing up more okay so that's the salt test for your for your uh, resin. I can try that, try it for that diet. Yeah. Okay. But the roll diet, yeah, the roll test. I'm gonna have to do the roll test for my uh, my blood splattered because when they're hot, they're hot. Mm-hmm. But but it happens. It happens. Like the dice, you cannot deny the dice gods. No. Nope. Um, because there was times. Uh, using the blood spatter dice, they were cold as fuck. And I had, I think it was in uh, Parker's game, that one game, I was so frustrated. I couldn't do a thing. I couldn't hit anything. I, I, I couldn't. You you are not one to uh, hide your emotions at the table when your dice are rolling bad for oh, you. <laughs> because every every bad die, you just get a little more. Well, because... <laughs> I want to succeed. There's things that need to be done in the game to to move the game ahead, like a check or this or something like uh, uh, trying to kill monsters. And if I can't do what I my character's job, yep, I get frustrated. <laughs> so well, I believe me, I know when yeah. you're a spellcaster and you're throwing spells and they save, save, save. <laughs> you know yeah. what the fuck am I doing? Uh, 
I pick up a fucking rock and throw it at him. <laughs> oh, more, yeah, I'll hit him. I'll hit him with my staff. Yeah, <laughs> bink. No, but that's every little bit counts. I know. Yeah, but <laughs> but that that day when my my dice shut down on me, and I couldn't do anything, anything. I was just like, I hate this fucking game right now. I just absolutely hate it. And hey, you guys are like, oh, it's just a bet. Shut the fuck up. You're not. You're not having fun if you're not winning. No, right? I am not having fun when I am not winning. <laughs> winning at D and D is not a thing, but it is to me. Damn it, <laughs> it's still real to me. But it was. There's though. It's. We've all gone through that, yep. and we all felt that frustration. And I, I feel like every time I see somebody going through the the Wheaton curse, and it's like I feel sorry for everybody. Yep. And better you than me. Better though. you than me. Yeah, because you know what? I'm starting to look like a superstar over here because I, you suck so much. I just resigned that I picked whatever set of die I'm using for that game, and that's Go my die for that game. Yeah. So my solid dice are for well, the, the now defunct Parker game. Yeah. My hollow ones are the shadow, are the uh, Dragonlance. Yep. And I'm using those black ones for my DM dice right now. So that I stick with them. Yeah. No, it, no matter it, what they bring me, I stick for, with them. for good or for bad. Yep. Your 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 brand loyalty, as it will. Exactly. So the uh, no, like I said that the day I came over and. I didn't bring any of my dice for your game. And I was going to like, I'm just going to go straight digital. <laughs> and I Ooh. I wanted to throw my iPad across the room. It was just. I I think digital dice might not be programmed quite right. Um, I've, uh, I've generally rolled somewhat poorly on the online game. Yeah. So there could be something there. I don't know what it is. But how do you explain Brent? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, no matter what character Brent is playing. Uh-oh. Message from headquarters. The mothership arrives in an hour. Mothership arrives? Yes. Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> Crystal, uh, Crystal answering a question that I texted her four and a half hours ago. Priorities. <laughs> she is at work. Oh. But it was a simple question. How many? How many chicken wings? to pull out of the freezer all the chicken wings so well i did pull out all the two because there were only two bags and she said there should be more she just answered me now to say there's more well if i pull them out now they won't be thawed in time so right, right. oh yeah should have got back to her got back to us quicker crystal yeah so it's your fault that yeah he's going hungry no chicken wings yeah happy mother's day dear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is there. It is Mother's Day. Yes, so it is. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. All you chest feeders and womb bearers and all the other things that the, the woke crowd is now trying to talk about and what drives Stephanie Barty completely insane. I just call them moms. Well, she tried to call herself a mom the one time. Uh-huh. And wow, how is she not a mom? Well, some moms can't give birth, Jason. But she has a kid, doesn't she? Not? She's got three kids. That's what I thought. Yeah, but she's a mom, right? 
So, but Jason, some women just can't have kids, and you just can't lump everybody together and call them moms. If they've stepped up and they're taking care of a child that's not theirs, they're still a mom. You can't call them mom. They're 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 not. Some people just don't have. Uh, they can, they can be moms, but they can't be mothers. Okay, to the person whose voice you're representing right now, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> fuck off. That's that's the only answer to that. Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're absolutely just, correct just, about that just, one. Just fuck off. That's uh, that's all it is. Okay, a mom is a mom. If you're taking care of a kid, you're a mom, right? Sure. <laughs> if you identify in that it, uh, in that gender. Because a mom would be a gender, but but not all all moms can have kids. I know, but if they're taking care of a child, so if you're taking care of a child, does that make you a mom? No, that makes me a dad. No, yes, but you just said that it would make you a mom. It's, See, it's, it, there's, See? There's, there's the mom and dad gender specifics that we have to also take into consideration. Gender's just a construct, social. Uh, construct okay, that, now the, now we're. Nah, I knew this. This this is what happens. What? This is how they get you. That's they right. get you with one thing, and then they swirl you down into the abyss. And now you're upset about everything. And the green M M&M and M had changed her shoes, and 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 she's hot. And like, yeah, that's where this all goes. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Uh huh. And Dylan Mulvaney's and. <laughs> We're back to Dylan Mulvaney. Back to Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Hey. What? Um, Did you just lose your train of thought? I, well, no. I, oh. I had two different thoughts at the same time, and I had oh, to decide wow. which one. Lateral thinking. La- yes, exactly. What was I going to tell <laughs> I watched Renfield. Oh, okay. The the movie with Nicolas Cage yeah. playing uh, Dracula. Yes, it's a fuck of a lot of fun, and you can tell Cage was having fun. Yeah. Oh, wow! This, it is so fucking stupid. There's no seriousness at all involved in that. It doesn't. So. There, there doesn't need to be. But no. what it is is a fabulous new perspective on the classic Dracula story. Because the Renfield character is also from the original Dragon yes. story, yes. so it's just a different take on it. It's actually pretty awesome. Hey. She's dreaming. I know. But she's being noisy. That was that was, <laughs> that was your fucking story. She's going to jump on. Ah! The fact that she's comfortable enough to actually fall asleep and snore yeah. and, and, and dream right here next right to us. Yeah. She'll well. say something, right? You know, when they when a dog sleeps with their belly exposed, that's that's a sign that they are the most comfortable they can possibly be. Well, okay, you should have seen the fucking picture my wife sent me of our dog. <laughs> the horse? The horse. The fucking horse was on his back. <laughs> fucking legs full starfish? Full starfish. <laughs> sound asleep, his fucking head back and his fucking jowls flopped down around his ears. In the living room? In the living room. That means he's touching wall to wall, isn't he? Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. He's just like stretched out like this. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> this fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's it probably looked adorable. But I, but oh, I, I still know he wants to eat me. So, Dude, last night we were, after everybody was leaving, uh, I was cleaning up the table. And I was like, oh, Kearney forgot his water bottle. He came running back up. He? he came running back up. 
We let the we had let the dog back up from the basement already. Uh, I saw him running back over before, yeah. as I was leaving. Carter, Carter grabbed the water bottle from me. At the exact same, he was going to run out to see if he could catch Carney. Right. Uh, Carter opens the door just as Carney knocks on the door, and the dog was right there. Oh shit! And we we're like, oh no! <laughs> it's like Carter's trying to grab the collar and yank the dog back and shove the water bottle out through the the door, and Carney's like, whoa! <laughs> Wow, you when you want us out, you want us out. Release the hound. Yeah, well, he said he like he heard everybody leaving. It was like losing his mind in the basement. <laughs> and Mags was like, "Go ahead, just let shut the fucking dog up. Let him up here." <laughs> I'm glad he does at least calm down once we get settled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Leia's a mouthy bitch. Yes, absolutely. But she does calm down. But Django, like, oh, he's one. a big dog. That that's Zappa. Django's the dead one. My apologies. That's all right. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's up. It's fine. It's fine. But so he's a big dog. He's a big dog. He's a big dog. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I feel the floor vibrating when he barks. It. Yeah. He. <laughs> he he's got. You can definitely tell. His his two barks. His his one bark is um, just like his indoor indoor voice, like happy bouncing around bark. Yeah. Uh, but when it's Somebody is on the property that I don't know. It the bark changes. That's the one I pay attention to. The more bass in it, the more bass in it, and there's more more of a threat level attached to that. So that's the one I pay attention you, to. You've learned the sounds. Yeah, there's a distinct difference between those bars. You talk about inside voice. Every night, she's a princess. All right, no, she is spoiled. I hadn't noticed. Every night when it's bedtime, Crystal grabs. A handful of treats from her buffet over there, um, and she, she gets like five or six treats. Yeah, but she has to earn them. Crystal has a, a whole trick routine that she puts her ah, shake okay. the paw, roll over, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, she'll make her speak, but it's late at night. Ah, shh. <laughs> when you just go tell her to go, she'll just she'll go from. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm talking about you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the fact that she recognizes quiet and <laughs> yeah, nice smart puppy. <sighs> so Renfield, Renfield, yes, it's it's a lot of fun, and yeah, Nicholas Cage just ha- having a ball. It's cheesy. Is is it fantastic? No, yeah, but. <laughs> It's a Dracula movie. Yeah, it's, it's, a, Dracula. it's a it's a a horror comedy Dracula movie. Nice and the violence. The one I did see, I think it was like Renfield grabs a guy by the hands and he kicks him in the chest or something. Rips his arms. Rips off. his arms off. I'm just like, what is that? And then proceeds to use his arms as weapons. <laughs> okay. Nice. Okay. Spoilers. He impales a dude with one. <laughs> he throws it like a javelin. Through the chest, so now the guy's peered into a wall with another arm sticking out. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's insane. You might have to watch that it, one. It was, it was a lot of fun. And Renfield, that's Nicholas Holt, who he's he's a gem. I don't see him in enough. He was the one um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. The one that ends up turning and helping Max and them. He, oh, okay. Not Nux. Yeah. Nux. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That kid. Yeah. 
He also did a movie called Warm Bodies where he plays a zombie that cures himself. Like he becomes human again because he falls in love with a, a living girl. I watched that one. That's the same kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he, good. He's a talented he kid, yeah. and he is great in Renfield. Opposite Aquafina, which if you're not familiar with her, she's the Asian comedian. Delicious water. Uh, well, it's spelled a little differently, but she's known for being like a kind of a loudmouth, brash uh, little comedian girl. She's yeah. always wide mouth and cracking. Uh, if you saw Shang-Chi, she was the comedy relief in Shang-Chi. Um, so that it was a little bit of a departure for her because she was the serious cop, a serious cop in this. Oh, okay. Less comedic for her. Yeah. Still had some deadpan one-liners because that's kind of her shtick. But it wasn't. But not her. Yeah. Definitely her in a more subdued tone. Cool. And so, which was a nice departure. So, all in all, yeah, that movie's awesome. Range. Range. <laughs> Acting. Thank Acting. you. <laughs> no, I got back on to um, finished up, finishing up um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Mm. So fun. Yeah. It is like Monster of the Week Star Trek used to be. You just had one of the actors from, from it here in Chatham at Expo. That's, that's what I heard. Um and I've also started to rewatch uh, Band of Brothers, mm. and that that series with Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan coming out relatively close to each other is just like, yeah, I am just as soft as fresh baby shit when it comes to anything when compared to the hundred and first Airborne, mm. what they. What those guys did. Yep. And I was just like, wow, these guys. I, I, can, I will applaud anyone who has served military duty because yeah. that you, you're, for lack of a better term, you're more of a man than me. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, John's coming down next week. Um, I heard they're moving back to Chatham. Yes, they are. But they're. Uh, <laughs> Abby reached out to Crystal. Wow! So it's just to check in and, yeah, say, yeah, and yeah. let her know that hey, we're coming back to. I don't know. Hope yep. to see everybody. So they're, they'll be here this week. They're house hunting this week. And he goes, John. John gets a hold of me. He goes, Hey, it'd be pretty cool if we could get together and figure something. Like, Damn right, it would be cool. Yeah. And let me know when you're in town, and then we can figure something out. She goes, What shift do you on next week? I said midnight. He goes, Oh, <laughs> Friday then. Said, yeah. Well, that. uh but that means now we're going to have to try and figure out how to get another chair at the table. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Or we're going to have to, you know, additions and, you know, cut cut, cut somebody, you know. Ah, Brent, I like your house. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're now, we now have a, an excess of bodies. You know, I told you, you said we're going to have to uh, add Taz to the roster. He's got a big table. <laughs> I made that joke with him. Oh, I yeah. did. I did. He's like, no, I'm not joining your Saturday game. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Can we just use your table then? But that house is massive. Yeah. It's huge. And then, okay, we go down to the basement, and there's a big wide open space. But no, that's not Taz's area. No, you got to go around to the back. Yeah. That wide open space leads to another bigger wide open space. And there it is. Holy crap. And I noticed you stayed against the wall. The bulkhead? Yeah. <laughs> well. Okay. My bulkhead, you can walk under fine. Yeah. You know, said palm I, ducks. When I, when, I, when I first walked down there, I, was, I spied Taz's drums, and I was going to go, oh, I was going to go take a look at the drums. Then I saw the bulkhead. 
<laughs> and it's at forehead height. Yeah, it's at forehead height. And I look and I look at him, Taz. I go, "Hey, at least you got that nice chamfer on it, so when you do hit it, it's not cracking you open like an egg." Yeah. He goes, "Yeah, that it comes in handy." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go over to this side." And then I told Tom, "Watch your head." And then he proceeded to whack his head off the bulkhead. Brent did it later. Brent did it too. And it like Brent really did it. Yeah. Like, because I heard it and it was like whack. And we're like, oh, ho, 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 watch your head, Brent. Um, so. <laughs> the only one I've heard more recently that, that was worse was a, a couple months back. My coworker whacked his head off of the end of the forklift fork. Oh, ho, 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 ho. right here. Right on the bridge of the nose. Oh. Did not break his glasses, but it made it a ring sound. Oh, Like man. the fork went boing. I can fucking feel it. <laughs> it, it, it cut I've... blood. We, we, we filled out a report. Mm. Uh, I took responsibility because I left the forks up in the situation. So. Forks, forks up for safety, but not forehead high. And, uh, the, yeah, that was, that was, a, that one was, was my bad. Yeah. I fully accepted that, but... Yeah, it's oh, it, 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 it he he rung it good. Fuck, I can just then, yeah. It br- just, when Brent it, thunk the other night, my face hurts just thinking about. <laughs> because I did the same thing to myself with the forklift yeah. about a year ago, but that was the back of my head, and it, it was it was a good one. Like I, I saw stars for a second, but <laughs> it reminds me of a story where one of our sanitation guys at work, um, they used to put bars of soap on the sinks and um, he dropped a bar of soap and he went down to pick it up. He forgot where he was and he stood straight up and just like crack right off the bottom, the under edge of the, the ow, sink, ow. knocked his ass out <laughs> stitches. Like he fucking <laughs> did it good. He boondocks Saints himself and knocked himself out with a freaking bar of soap. <laughs> I think. Oh, no, that was a toilet in Boondock Saints, wasn't it? That he, he yeah. dropped a toilet. Yeah, right? it was yeah, a okay. toilet. But yeah, he said, fucking John, that, that dude could hurt himself in a fucking pillow factory. <laughs> and it, it was amazing. Like, <laughs> cracked his head on the sink. We had this thing uh, where we would, it's an automatic shrink wrap thing like you put it on it's got a turntable and spins and shrink wrap loads and stuff like this then hanging above it is a strapping gun so you take the metal banding put it over the load bring this it's on like a overhead hanging boom arm thing you bring it down you hook it and you squeeze it and uh tightens up the banding and cuts it and stuff like this okay john was doing this Takes it, puts it, rolls up automatically. It's on a on a roll up thing. Pushes it to get it out of the way. Pushed it hard enough where it hit the wall and it bounced back over top of him, and he didn't know it. And he stood back up and he cracked the back of his head again. So he's got probably has the the record for concussions from overhanging objects striking the back of his head at my plant. Well, if you're going to be remembered for something, multiple concussions is a good one. Game over, man. It's game over. This has been the Three Nose Podcast. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Y'all come back now. Yeah.